This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, 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 loyal listeners. How are you? Yet another podcast from Agency Intelligence, where we give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Jason Cass, and I am happy to be back with you. I know you're listening to me probably two, three, four times a week. I do apologize for that, but that is your fault that you're hitting play. And I want you to know that I appreciate the faults that you're taking because you are making us the number one podcast in the insurance industry over and over. So really want to tell you about it. I mean, you know, at this time last year, if you look back at my Facebook post or Facebook pages, you'll see that I share my numbers with you guys, with you loyal listeners out there. And I was at around three, four, five thousand downloads a month, which is phenomenal. The average in um, podcast out there didn't know this of all podcasts gets 141 downloads in the first 30 days. We usually get 141 downloads in the first three or four hours of our podcast coming out. So that puts us in the top 20% of all podcasts. It's not insurance podcasts, all podcasts. So that's pretty cool. And it's because of happening of you. Today, we're up around 10 to 11,000 downloads a month. That means we've more than doubled because of you being a loyal listener and taking these messages of what we're doing and shooting them across the world. And I mean, and that's awesome. And I greatly appreciate that. We could not do what we do without you. And we do what we do for you. And you know that. So once again, I just wanted to say that. Wanted to say thank you. If you ever get a chance, you go out to Apple, go out to Google Play, you can go to iHeartRadio. You can always write us a review out there and say thank you for what you do because uh, we spend a lot of money and we spend a lot of our own time to do this. But me and the team are straight geeks about insurance and we're straight geeks about helping you. So in the meantime, all right, so let's get on with it now. Today I have uh I have uh, a pretty interesting person. Uh, she comes to me uh, from another one of our good friends, Mr. Jeff She, who always is trying to point us in the right direction. And I do not think he has failed today. I did not ask you because I've been known and I'm like known to butcher names. I see Caitlin, but how do you say the last name? Agar. Agar, yeah. just mm-hmm. pretty much like it is. It's spelled Agar, but we like to say Agar. Agar, Agar. Okay, boy, my listeners are going, okay, he's going to butcher that. Agar. Okay, that's all right. So, hey, uh, Kaylin, I appreciate you coming to Agency Intelligence. Uh, This is exciting having you. And um, this is something you and I don't know each other. I always like to tell the listeners that. Like, we don't know each other. We've never met, never talked on the phone, never had a beer together or a a Diet Pepsi because I don't like Diet Soda because it has aspartame in it. So we just go with the regular. And why do I even say Pepsi? Caitlin. I mean, Pepsi's <laughs> terrible. It's not even a real soda, is it? Do you like Pepsi? I don't. That's actually a good question. I need to start asking. Do you, I, are you, I'm a Coke guy. Are you, do you like Coke? Totally. Well, I don't drink soda. I'm too, right. too old for that now, but I, <laughs> Oh, I didn't if I know. Were to drink soda, I, I apologize. <laughs> if I were to drink soda, it would be a Coke or a Dr. Pepper. Boy, how many of you guys out there are like 50, 40 years old like me, 50 and going, yeah, I still drink soda every once in a while. Does that mean that I'm a kid still? I think that's I think that's a compliment. You know what I mean? So no, um, I do like my Jack and Cokes. I do like my Crown and Cokes. I just, I'm guilty of it. I'm absolutely guilty of it. Um, and it's weird, like every once in a while on a Saturday afternoon, it's just like, I need a soda. And so I have to go get a soda because we try not to have soda in our house either. It's in the, the liquor cabinet area, you know, for that. Right. But, you know, well, so. Jason, I think you deserve it. So. Okay, good. Thank you. Caitlin, thank you. Thank no you. guilt. <laughs> oh, I feel so much better now. Okay. Caitlin, um, are you ready? Oh, I'm totally ready. 
Today yeah, is June 19th, loyal listeners, and mm-hmm. today we have her on. First question, you iPhone or you a Droid user? Oh, totally iPhone, Jason. So, <laughs> I, I'm i not very tech savvy, so I, I feel like iPhones are pretty uh, user-friendly. My, my grandma mm-hmm. has one, and so I'm able to, to navigate it with ease, and I use it uh, often. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, makes sense. So do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Oh, my gosh. I love to win, Jason. Mm-hmm. I love to win more than I hate to lose. And we're going to find and- <laughs> out very soon why. We're going to people are going to be able to relate you. All this stuff that we ask is so that they can relate to you. And I think it's going to make sense here in about five minutes to them. Um, there's only two things in the world, in the world that we live in here at Agency Intelligence for this specific question. And there's two things in the world that have got you to where you are. And Mm. we're going to say their skill and we're going to say their luck. And out of those two, if those were the only two, which one would you say has got you to where you are more than the other? So I have to choose between skill and luck. That's right. I, I would given that choice have to say luck uh, because I wouldn't have any of the skills I have if I don't have, didn't have my good health, right? My upbringing, mm, you know, the mm. family I was born into. Uh, but I don't believe in luck. I, I think it was uh, definitely bl- a blessing that Correct. I'm a healthy person that's been able to be surrounded by people that poured into me throughout my life. And at the end of the day, I wouldn't have my skills without those people and, and things that I have no control over, like waking up healthy every day and, and able to to have that energy and, and vitality to be able to do the things I want to do. So. I think we're very much in line. That's very much um, uh, doing a podcast. It'll be in a couple after this one uh, with Josh Lipstone. And he asked me these questions. And I have to say that mine was very much in line with that. My answer mm-hmm. was um, luck. Maybe it was loyal listeners. I don't know. You'll have to listen to the podcast. Um, okay. So that's cool. Take us back to where were you born? Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Oh, one of my bestest friends in the world is from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Wow. They're famous for their uh, Krispy Kreme donuts, the hometown of Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Wake Forest, you know, right? right? Go up about 30 minutes up north, go to Mount Airy, you know, a very, very, very famous place. Christopher Cook, Mm -hmm. one of my bestest, greatest friends. Um, is uh, lives there. He lives in um, right south of Mount Airy. I can't think of the name. It's, so it starts with a P. The the Pop name of the, town. What is it? Pop Town. It, How do you spell that? P S A F S. Yes. P O W N. I think that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> it's a wild guess. Yeah, but but it's yeah yeah. I think that's it. Gosh damn, he's listening to this right now. Going, Jason, dude, you stayed there, man. You and your wife. You can't remember. Hi, Chris. Yeah, Craig, uh, Christopher. I'm sorry. Hi, Christopher. Oh, he is very mad at me, too, because I think I said Chris. He's very big (laughs) on that. The loyal listeners are laughing right now as well, Caitlin. They know that that is a no-no. We cannot call Chris Christopher. That's uh, Can't call Christopher Chris. Sorry. (laughs) Fair enough. Anyways, okay, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Man, good people come from North Carolina. And I'm serious about that. So many good people come from North Carolina. Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan didn't even really – I wasn't adding him in the list, but that's that's so true. Um, someone else just as big and famous, Joshua Lipstone. No, I'm joking. He's a other agent. <laughs> also Joshua, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also that one too. So, yeah, um, I got uh, Matt Jungle. He's out there from uh, Asheville. So uh, he's a longtime loyal listener and uh, part of the mastermind. So to where we go from college and bring us to where we are now? Or high school or whatever. From high school, bring us to where you are now. Tell us oh, how, you, how you got there. Absolutely. So how I how I made it from where I was in high school to, to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, when I was, when I turned 18 years old, I was 17, 18. Okay. I only needed two credits to graduate high school. And I didn't feel like that warranted a whole nother senior year. Right. So I decided to do dual enrollment at the local community college. So I, I moved out. I got a waitressing job at IHOP after going door to door at every restaurant in Winston-Salem to see who would hire me to be a waitress. And IHOP with me. So <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> they, they hired me on the spot. 
and I uh, completed my senior year of high school the same year I completed my freshman year of college um, while working as a waitress at IHOP and uh, Elizabeth's Pizza down the road as well. And somewhere along the line, a friend of mine got a job at a, a retail store in the mall. So I decided to pop over there and introduce myself and, and apply. And they hired me. And that was my first sales position. And uh, I rocked it. And, oh. you know, it was just like, boom, the perfect fit. And I really just started eating it up, just loving sales and management in that environment. It was my, my first taste of it. So... I was in retail for a while. It just so happened, and this is why I say, you know, I don't believe in luck. It just so happened that my manager that hired me at that retail store in the mall was the top manager in that brand. And she trained me and taught me a lot of what I still apply today. Mm. And I don't believe that it was coincidence that I just walked into her store one day to apply. And I would not have built that really strong foundation in sales and management and leadership without her mentorship. From there, somewhere along the line, I decided to apply it a couple years down the road at a different retail store in the mall. At this point, I'm like 22 years old. And um, I was became the youngest or second youngest manager in that company, um, managed that retail store for five years and was uh, at, some, at one point I was the, the top salesperson in the company for that brand globally. Um, part of it was wow. I'm really good at selling makeup and skincare. And the other part was I just put in a lot more hours than a lot of other people, right? So <laughs> There's a lot of truth to success in the, what you just said right there. Right. So Putting in those hours. The hours make a big difference. It's, it's really what closes that gap, that last 10% that the skill isn't going to pull off. So I, during that time, I was still in college, Jason. So I was taking my business degree online and I was yeah. working um, 60, 80, 90 hours a week while taking my college degree and managing this, this retail store. And I was high performing natural skincare and cosmetics. Wow. If, if anyone's interested, if you have any lady listeners out there, it's, or it was Origins and Estee Lauder brands. And I learned a lot about managing, um, wearing a lot of hats, HR, payroll, marketing, all kinds of things in that kind of environment where you don't have a ton of payroll and you have to make a lot happen with a little. That's right. And then somewhere along the line, I, I met my husband, Justin, and he was actually one of my, my customers at Origins, which might be a story for another day, but he came in for a face cream one day. <laughs> really? And I, I sold him a lot more than a face cream. I mean, he bought like the face scrub, the face wash, the face cream, and we hit it off. So uh, early on in our marriage, while we were, I was super young, you know, 23, 24 by this time. And we started thinking about like the careers we wanted to build, what we wanted to do next. I knew I didn't want to be in retail forever. And, and that's when the, the insurance opportunity came across our radar. And so uh, we opened our first insurance agency in 2011 together. You and, Justin, you and Justin together? Correct. This is back in 2011. So we're going back okay. about nine years okay. now. Right. And uh, we opened a little boutique Allstate agency in Geneva, Illinois. I was 25 at the time. My husband was about 30, 31. And we had no insurance experience the day we opened those doors. We opened up, we put, a, put the sign out, opened the doors, and started cold calling people. And that's, oh. that's how we got started. And, and you started in, maybe I, you said it in here, but with Allstate. Was that right? That's right. Yeah, so you started Allstate, and then you guys just started going. So what did the first year look like? Oh my gosh, the first year of being a captive agent from scratch. Yeah. So we didn't yeah. buy an agency, we opened scratch. Okay. And so it entailed probably all the things that you would imagine. <laughs> trying to trying to Failing. find the right people, trying to figure out leads, a lot of cold calling, Broke. a lot of going. We went door to door. We would have issues with our phone system. If the phones went down, we had a process where we'd grab our lanyards and our clipboard and go door to door and get close. <laughs> wow. It was, it was fun. It was fun. I mean, you got to have desire and burn. So, I mean, you, it was fun, but were you successful in that first year or were you still trying to get your feet on the ground? I, I think the first year, it'd be fair to say we were still trying to get our feet on the ground. I think we did well. I think we 
you know, certainly did well enough to have a second year and a third year and so on. But I think it was about two years in, two and a half years in before we started hitting inner circle elite, which is all state, like highest echelon of like what they want you to. And then, and then what was the highest you ever got with, I mean, when you're at your most successful time with Allstate, I mean, what was, what were your numbers like? Do you know, I mean, what, what, what were you doing? What was your agency looking like? Well, um, my agency, when I was in the captive world in Illinois, Mm -hmm. was a more like a boutique team of like five or six people for a couple years before we figured out how to really scale and grow. So I feel like we spent some time in that space of producing 150,000 a month, right? Okay. It's like mm-hmm. enough to get some awards, but you're not really scaling or growing or building like this awesome legacy where uh, you're, you have these record breaking sales numbers. And so okay. we really spent like a lot of time figuring out, you know, what do we need to do to, to step outside of that clock? And our highest year at Allstate, we ended up doing 12 million in a year. 12 million in a year. Bam. So basically for simple terms, a million a year. So you're talking a hundred, 150, 200,000 a year, which I have to tell you in the insurance world, this is where I like this conversation here. Um, Caitlin is that in the insurance world, Jeff, she and I've been talking about this a lot for the last month and in the independent world, 150,000 in new business premium a month for a four, five, six boutique shop, maybe has one or two salespeople, one or two CSRs, an owner. Right. And you're doing 150,000. That's pretty good. That's pretty damn good in the independent insurance industry. Um, and there's a lot of agents. I would say a lot of agencies, probably around four, five, six people, just from the agencies I know. Um, I'm going to say that they're, they're probably bringing in 50 to a hundred to 125,000 high side in personalized average. I'm not talking the elites. Okay. Yeah. There's people out there that are just hammering it. Right. And I know that they're writing, uh, you know, 300,000, but once they start writing more than that in a month in premium, um, we, you're going to start seeing, they, they gotta, they gotta have up some serious manpower or they gotta start automating galore. And a lot of times the independent insurance system doesn't really know how to automate. They just know how to hire and well, they don't even, they're not even good at that, but, but they, 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 they think they are and they go get more people. And so that's interesting to hear you say that because loyal listeners, I want you to kind of, I kind of want you to, 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 to open your minds a little bit here in what this conversation we're having, because we have to start learning from these captives. There's a lot we can learn when we're trying to listen to these captives. And I've really understood this from Jeff. Jeff, she was invi- was introduced to me from Wesley Anderson. I'm a very good friend of mine at Agency VA. And what's important, Caitlin, is that you guys speak differently, right? So let me give you an example. Jeff, she was in our mastermind meeting. He's on our mastermind and he right. was at our meeting last week and he brought up online leads. One of the things that I don't think the captives have quite understood yet about us, and I don't think we've understood about them, is that your guys' numbers are so high, but you believe a lot in online leads. The independent agent has never been able to be good at that, and so we've gotten nothing but crap from online leads. And so we see that as a more non-standard type of business. And we're actually, I'm finding out wrong about that. There, there's, we're very wrong about that. There's justification though, that it used to be like that, right? I mean, it took us a while to get lead gen companies that were going to understand how to work with an agency to share information, to fine tune that thing to where I will tell you and the loyal listeners know, and Caitlin, I'm going to get this from you, but I'm trying to talk to the loyal listeners real quick because they need to adjust their mind and they have to understand that we're having a different conversation, but I want them to know that their world can change if they listen to this. Also, when we're talking about commercial or independent agents, Caitlin, we um, don't get really excited about personal lines because we see it as really service heavy. 83% of the commercial insurance that's in the United States is controlled by an independent insurance agent. So that's really kind of our bread and butter. And this personal lines just kind of gets on our nerves. But that has changed greatly in the last five to 10 years with you captives coming over. 
you're starting to be very, very personalized driven. And it was funny, the, the, the response that Jeff She got in the mastermind was he got pushback from agents saying, well, that's not how we do it. We don't do online and all that. And I have to tell you, I liked it because it allowed him to see our thoughts. But also, I was a little bit upset, not upset, but I was disappointed in the mastermind members who weren't listening to what he was saying. He's writing $2 million in premium a month, and they're writing it with nationwide. Um, and, and, and they're writing it, excuse me, I don't want to say any carriers, but I am. Here's my point. They're writing it with preferred carriers. carriers. It's preferred business, folks. And he's been in business since September, and he's at $16 million, he, September of 2019. Sorry, Caitlin, I talked a lot. But okay, so now I've said that. What are, what are some thoughts does that make sense at where I'm coming at at this different mindset between, have you seen that and experienced that? Oh, absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about um, helping agents along that journey of having that shift in perspective, um, getting outside of that box and being able to, to, to see the kind of success that can be really life-changing. Because I remember what it was like when our agency was at, you know, $100,000 a month, $150,000 a month. And I also know what it feels like to be part of an agency that sells a million dollars a month in premium. And so I believe that the things that helped us get from point A to point B will work right. for other people as well. And I believe that if you can scale your agency from doing $150,000 a month in premium to $300,000 a month in premium, boom, then you can figure out how to get from $300,000 a month to a million dollars a month in premium. Ooh, so someone stop for a minute, Caitlin. I don't know if the loyal listeners heard that genius you just put out there. If you're at 150000 and someone can teach you to get to 300000 you can figure out how to get to a million. Come on, girl. I'm a, I'm an invented mountain, so I can put you on top of it for you to preach that one. That was good, girl. Keep going. Absolutely. And that's what drives me to come to work every day, Jason, because I don't just I want to see that for myself and our, our team members. I I believe that can be a reality for anybody that, that wants it to be a reality. And I believe I can be a big part in making that happen for people. And having been in the shoes of that boutique agency owner, I know the struggle. I know the blood, sweat, and tears. I know the passion and the heart that you put into growing your people. And at the end of the day, you want what's best for your clients. But I, I've listened to some of your podcasts, Jason, and I believe that a lot of these agency owners really want what's best for their team members. They really, really want their team members to, mm -hmm. to grow personally and professionally and to achieve their dreams. And so this isn't just about us. I think that um, it's really about um, what a big difference it can make when we challenge ourselves to to reach to that level and so, so let's talk about some of the things that that it could take for that to happen right so come you on. mentioned come on sure so you mentioned it, it, internet leads right and mm -hmm. I, I think there are a lot of misconceptions out there about internet leads that really hold back great agencies from being able to to really deliver on their strengths to a wider a wider audience a wider group of customers that get to cast a wider net so um, you mentioned some of those common uh, misconceptions. And I think that to your point, there's usually some negative experience along the road that, that caused an agent to discount the value that, that online leads could provide for their team. Yes. So either you, you and your agency either lost money and you had a bad experience or you saw an agency down the road it's true. Um, fail with internet leads. You saw somebody come into town, open their doors, they start writing 200K a month, and then you find out one way or another that it was all state minimum and it all fell off the books. And you're like, well, I'm not going to, I don't want short-term <laughs> gains for so, a long-term loss. Re that's reality, Caitlin. Good call. Absolutely. So um, I, I've personally sold in internet leads for a long time. I love internet leads. I love them. And so it, it makes me sad when I hear people say that they, that they don't want to use them. Um, so I have been the salesperson since 2011, we've been using internet leads and we've figured out a way to make it work. And it's this massive opportunity. If you can figure out how to make internet leads work, all of a sudden you can create this 
more predictable formula for success within your agency. So referrals are great, but they're not as predictable, right? So uh, commercial is great, but it's not quite as predictable as personal lines. So we can can talk about that in a minute. But with some trial and error and, and with some blood, sweat, and tears, I think we figured out a really great way to make internet leads worth the cost investment, worth the time investment, worth the energy. And uh, those clients, it, 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 they don't have to fall off the books at renewal. Um, so some of the things that we do are training the team to have, create a really meaningful conversation when you're on the phone with an internet lead. You don't have to be, um, I don't know if people think they have to be more aggressive to sell an internet lead. You have to be assertive, but you don't have to be aggressive. You have to be strategic. You have to be able to manage the conversation. You have to be able to connect with someone over the phone. So I think what happens is that internet leads are not worse leads than referrals, but but they're, they're less forgiving than referrals. Okay, you call your buddy's friend. Hey, how's it going? Tell me about your insurance. Some of your deck pages. I'll, I'll work something up for you and I'll send it back. And they're probably going to buy from you. Okay. Um, an internet lead, that's not going to work because 10 other people are calling them. So you have to raise the bar. You have to, uh, like you have to play that game a little bit differently. You have to be better than every single one of those other 10 people that are calling them. So you have to have a really good pitch. You have to know what you're here to offer that person, what value you're here to provide. You can't let yourself fall into the trap of that transactional selling. You're not here to ring them up. You're not a personal shopper. Uh, You're here to provide a customized experience for that client that they would expect in any agency they walk into, in any interaction face-to-face with their bank or their Verizon call center. People want that customized experience, that personal touch. They want to feel like when you call them and they picked up the phone that they reached the right person and that you know Mm. what you're talking about you're credible and it's it's a casually confident conversation and you're getting to know that person you're Mm. finding out what their needs are you're selling the value of what you're there to do for them which is a lot more than just hey jason i have i have 40 carriers i'm going to shop you that (laughs) there's so much more you can do for them than that and so um so selling internet leads doesn't have to be a transactional conversation. It, it doesn't have to be an annoying, overly aggressive conversation. And um, it doesn't have to be a short conversation. It can actually be a longer conversation. So we're retraining our, our customers. We're redefining for them what the insurance shopping, and I say that with air quotes, we're redefining what the insurance experience could look like for them. And what it should look like, because it, what we're giving them is different than what they would receive if they called Geico or Progressive. Oh my gosh, I love what you just said there. That that last that la- everything you're saying, Caitlin, you are so in tune. There's no way somebody can be listening to you and not think that you were not the one literally doing this. Because we've literally done a lot of this, not as much as you, but we know that what you're saying is realistic. Uh, you try to show them that they. I can't remember exactly what she said, that they deserve or they can get a different customer experience than they thought that they could. Uh, did you remember exactly what you kind of said there at the end? Well, I, I think it might have been along the lines. And maybe our loyal listeners, you know, they may have a better idea of the way right. do recap well, what exactly. We, uh, yeah. But then, well, um, we, we can hit backwards. They can hit 15 seconds backwards. So, you know, perfect. I mean, I do. But but I like what you're saying there. That's fantastic because you, you, you said we can offer them so much more, right, than just, oh, hey, we'll quote your thing. You talked about being on the phone our longest. We tell our CSRs, our agents, whoever is taking the information, if we can keep them on the phone for 15 to 20 minutes or more, we have like a 99% closing ratio. We have not measured that. Okay, we should. But it's a very, very high closing ratio rather than, hey, they just want to give you a couple things of information. Hey, I'm going to send you my deck pages, match this. And you're trying to get them on, stay on the phone and they get off. Highly likely you're not going to write that. I love how you said you're positioning the conversation differently to them that create, there's a customer experience that you need to be aware of and that you, we should be providing you. Um, Dude, that's that's so good. That's so good because these are the things that independent insurance agents believe that you must do face to face. This is well, what we think. This is what we've convinced ourselves of. How many clients do we have today that feel like walking face to face into our office and getting COVID? 
Yeah, exactly. Like of them, right? Even before COVID, <laughs> a lot of them don't lie. I don't have anybody. How many people have walked in? Have you seen right. a line, right? You know? So all you're dealing with internet leads is you're providing the exact same experience they would have received in your office face-to-face, but you're doing it in the convenient way that's the way your client actually wants to shop. So you're saying, okay, I'm going to give you the best of both worlds. You don't have to come out of your car and come in my office and sit down and talk to me face-to-face to to have an excellent experience. I can talk to you while you're washing dishes or while you're driving to the office because that's how you actually want to to be helped and you're making yourself available for how your client wants to be sold. And it becomes less about um, our personal preferences. Love it. Love it. Love it. And so I guess we should probably tell people, what do you do on a daily basis today? So I'm a, what's, your, what's your job title? I don't think we ever told them yet. So I'm with Quantum Assurance. We're an insurance agency startup and I'm the director of education and development, Jason. So every single day I get to come into work and strategize and plan and produce the, the onboarding programs and the talent development programs for the different channels within quantum. So we have our call center direct channel. We also have our quantum agency channel and my team uh, spends all of our time and energy on the education team, developing um, new hire sales onboarding programs and um, the learning track for leadership development and um, the various other educational resources that we provide for the team at Quantum to keep them, you know, uh, providing that, that world-class experience. So it, we put together a lot of video learning. We have a, a virtual student experience through Quantum University Online, where when someone comes on board at Quantum, they have videos that they watch that walk them through exactly what needs to happen in their first week to learn everything they need to know in their first week to set that foundation for success, accompanied by um, what they need to know within the first month. So they get a month-long student experience that's virtual learning uh, accompanied with the assistance of an onboarding pro sales coach. And then um, they have the, the learning on demand and the live workshops that we do and events and whatnot for keeping that, that education going once someone's graduated the onboarding program. But at Quantum, we're just really, really passionate about starting people off on the right foot. We're, we believe that that learning curve can be shortened dramatically if we have the right systems and processes in place. So what might have taken me six or seven years to figure out, I'd love for you to be able to learn it in 30, 60, 90 days. So um, instead of you having to reinvent the wheel every time you hire a new person, or you know, the first time you're trying out internet leads, we've literally developed systems and processes that, that work, that are practical, that are developed by people that have literally done what you're doing every day so that it really takes the guesswork out of it. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have in 30 days. That's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him, I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed, let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual intel, that's with two L's, that's virtual, I-N-T-E-L-L.com. Go check us out, see what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency and you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do like hiring, firing, recruiting, recruiting, trying to find processes. Just, there's so much stuff, I can't even say it right. That's right, virtual intel, cast certified. Right. And that's the thing, like quantum, you guys are made up of like a bunch of studs. 
Like there's you and then there's Justin and then there's, and then there's Jeff. She, and those are only the people I've met, but like, you guys are like, these are multiple people who are like, yeah, we're, we're doing this. And now we're just straight dominating. Right. I, I mean, yeah, I can't say enough about our team, Jason. They are uh, rock stars. So on my, uh, in our education department, um, the, the education manager that works with me on an everyday basis, Amanda, um, came from Geico and she was a, one of their top education managers. She has a master's in organizational behavior. She, um, had a management position, position with them in instructional design. So we make this perfect, uh, power duo because I'm bringing that real world experience to the table and the mm-hmm. strategy for what will and won't work in an agency. And then Amanda's bringing that professional expertise that helps us know um, how to apply um, psychology concepts and the things we need to know for it to actually be effective and impactful so that learning transfer can happen because you cannot put someone in front of in front of a video and expect them to deliver that on a sales call did you call learning transfer is that what you called that so learning transfer is what you want to have happen when someone transitions from being in their learning student environment to being on the job so you want them to take that knowledge and that expertise that was just shared with them and you want them to apply it. And that's when learning transfer happens. And so the problem with a lot of uh, virtual learning platforms out there or videos that you can watch is that you're, you're filling your student's mind with a bunch of knowledge. And that's great, but that's just the starting point. You have to figure out then how to um, get them to apply it in everyday life and how to get on the phone or implement that in their agency and actually see it come to fruition. And so Mm -hmm. we've developed a program that provides the knowledge via the videos, but also has the systems in place via workshops, role plays, activities, call calibrations, call reviews, so that the student or the agent with whatever topic they're learning starts with the videos and the knowledge, but then we're discussing it, we're analyzing it, we're synthesizing it, we're applying it on the job, and then we're assessing if it was impactful got our desired end results and that continuous feedback loop is what really makes those um, new practices that you're experimenting with become that habit and ingrained in your everyday behavior. This is fantastic. It's really fantastic. And I'm learning and I'm thinking so many things and I'm paying attention to everything you're saying and I'm and I'm in in my brain just does what my brain does. And I'm thinking that like so many things that, that you guys, the captives can teach us, right? One of the things we know as independent insurance agents, we all know this, that our big weakness is training. We also know that captives, that's your advantage. A lot of times, um, my son, when he gets into the industry, I would prefer him to go to a captive because he's going to get better training for the captive than he's going to get here. And then after you've been there for two or three years, come over and work with, uh, with dad, right? I'm not against that. And I know a lot of people that teach that. So there's one of our weaknesses, lead gen and understanding that we can sell on the phone and having that conversation. That's another weakness of ours. Now, here's what I want to just say real quick, loyal listeners, so, 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 so understand where I'm going here. I'm not saying that captives coming to us or captives are our enemy. We're all insurance professionals. But think about this. When we've always thought about the captives being our competitor, we don't really like Allstate. We don't like State Farm or the captives, but we've never really thought of the agent working in there. We always assume the company. And in all reality, these companies are shedding the agents that are now coming into our uh, into our industry, which is now theirs, but our industry, and they're coming. So the captives are still kind of taking us over. It's just we need to quit looking at State Farm and Allstate, and we need to start looking at the agents and the things that they're doing through training, through lead gen, through all the things that we think can't work. They're now coming in. And so we have to wonder, independent agents, are we going to get our business taken from the captives, not because they're captives, but it's captives trained agents that have now come into our industry. They're now living in my business in my town, and they're taking my leads that I say you can't get online. And they're saying, yes, we can. And they're preferred. And I'm saying, wait a minute, I have a preferred business. And wait a minute, they're buying from them. 
Really think about that. This is I'm not saying like this is demise or doom. This is good news. That means that there's people who are coming into our industry because they see the value of us and they're saying, hey, guys, there's a different. Hey, did you know that you guys just have uh, uh, bow and arrows, but we do have there's you can have artillery. Hey, check this out, right? Now that we're all on the same team, let me show you the artillery we were taught from State Farm, Allstate, whoever, and we brought over. Now, now, I'm sorry, I, I really, this is, this is really fascinating when you really think about this because, I mean, you have me questioning my own self and the way that I should be looking at personal lines leads. Here's what I want to ask you here. The one advantage, the one disadvantage that coming over here gives a lot of the captives, but you learn, is the amount of markets. It's so easy to do that with Allstate, right? You've just got this one company. Heck, if you even get too much service, they'll even help you service the damn business and all this stuff. But as an independent, you've got 10 companies. How has that been different for you, Caitlin? How has that been different for Quantum to, to for servicing means, right? To be able to, Jeff, she's writing $2 million in premium a month. How in the God's name is he servicing that coming from one company and he now has 10? You don't have to specifically speak to him, but tell me your thoughts on that. How's that affected you? You're absolutely right. It's a, it's a lot harder to sell 10 companies or at Quantum, we have 40 plus carriers than it is to sell one. It's a lot easier to sell one. And yeah. so we're asking our team to stretch themselves. But at the end of the day, if you really want to give that professional expert level advice to your client and a real risk review, it's hard to do that if you have one brand to, to just, you know, Leave them into that cookie cutter box. So um, that's one of the things that we walk a new salesperson through. Because let me tell you, the Raider makes it so hard to sell insurance. It doesn't help. It makes it way harder. Because your person logs in, they're on the phone, let's say they're quoting an internet lead, and the Raider tells them to ask, how much do you pay? What's your deductible, Jason? Okay, Uh, do you want full coverage on that? Okay, well, it's looking like it's going to be... Uh, $950. Wait, wait a second. If we do telematics, now you probably don't want to do telematics because we're going to monitor you. But if you did do telematics, it'd be like 920. Like, it's really hard, right? And then you, and then you leave the Raider and go to the companies to actually finalize it. And it's a different price there. And you're like, what the hell? So on day two of our onboarding program, we keep strategic selling through the radar. And so you spend that time building rapport with the client, getting to know them and not discussing price deductibles, full coverage or not until you, until you've uh, bridged over to the carrier. You should have all those ducks in a row before you give a price. It should be a real price. It should be an accurate price. So I just gave you the five, five second crash course on that. Um, hey, that was cool though. But, I like that. <laughs> but uh, let, let's talk about that for a second though, because here we have all these captive agents, that know that independent, they're starting to realize, like I did, that, that the independent world is really where the future is. And that if they pigeonhole themselves with one carrier, they're really um, going to, they're going to reach a cap for how much they can grow at some point, right? You're going to not yeah. be able to diversify as much. You're obviously going to have higher close ratios, higher retention if you go independent. So they want to step into this independent world. But they'd be leaving behind the support in the system. They'd be stepping into a world where, in your words, the, the training isn't as big of a part of the culture. There's the systems aren't there. The, the lead generation is different. Um, how, how are they going to sell 10 carriers on an internet lead in the independent world when they're used to selling one, recruiting these things? And, and that's really why Quantum was born, was we serve as the bridge between whether you're a captive agent that's stepping into the independent world and you need those resources and that system, that support, or maybe you're an independent agency who maybe you're used to this awesome independent world, this environment, but you want to learn how to scale and grow and get to the next level. We don't want you to have to go through the blood, sweat, and tears and the years and years and years of trial and error. We don't want your team to get on the phone and after two days of calling internet leads, they're burned out and never want to touch them again, right? So. We're all about eliminating that trial and error, taking the guesswork out and providing a path that you can step onto to achieve your goal of having this rock star independent sales agency, where it's not just this insurance office that you run, where you sell one, one brand to your clients and your clients come in from now and then, and you guys chat and you sell some of the referrals, but stepping into this whole new world. And 
we believe that if you plug yourself into our ecosystem at, at Quantum, that you're going to have the resources and the, the people behind you that help make that, that dream become a reality of, of transforming your team into really um, that group of people that can really see that kind of level of sales success that I think you would want for your people. Wow. Wow. I really can't, I don't, uh, you don't have me speechless, but my brain is thinking so damn much. I can't, I, I'm, I'm like, well, I don't want to say that because then I'll jump over to this. And, and, and you really do. You have me just uh, speechless into the fact of from a 50,000 foot view to summarize what I'm thinking, this is so good for our industry. This is so good for our industry. This is like fresh water, right? The stagnant water is the one that becomes poison. This is fresh water to say, hey, independence, you've been so successful. You've made millions doing what you're doing. But understand that some of your thoughts, one of the reasons why we like this podcast is we want people to challenge what other people have told them and the things that they've always thought, right? Trying to challenge them on that. And I think that, um, I think that that's what, what you're doing. I believe that's what quantum is doing. Um, you know, this is the God's honest truth, loyal listeners. When I first met Jeff Shee, I thought to myself, there's no way a guy is doing these kind of numbers. Even though he was showing me reports and stuff, I'm thinking, this is unbelievable. And I got to know Jeff. And, and it was funny because Jeff didn't need to do it, but Jeff sent me a couple videos um, on, on Facebook. And they were videos of the president of Nationwide on his dang cell phone sending a video message to Jeff saying, dude, you, 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 he named like four or five people. You were probably one of them. And I just didn't know it at the time, Caitlin, you have, uh, you are on pace to be our first billion dollar partner. I mean, that's what he said. He was like, in the last 18 months, you're doing unbelievable. Thank you. I mean, Tony Robbins and stuff like that. I'm thinking, geez, Louise. I mean, this is, that lets me know that when you're up against with people like that, that means that numbers have been proven, right? You don't get around those type of people and get that kind of stuff and that kind of engagement from people who are like, yeah, I think someone told me you're doing good. No, they've, they've seen the commission checks cut. Right. And I, and I, and I think, I think that's uh that, that really set a lot of a testament. Now I get to know Jeff more. Now Jeff introduces me to you I think this is all making sense now, and uh, this this really does good. Caitlin, wrapping up here, is there anything other that you want to say? You have given us so much. This podcast, my loyal listeners, go ahead and say it. Say it. Yep, there. If you didn't hear it, Caitlin, they said thank you for everything that you've given us, really. And you have so much to give. I can tell that you're going to probably be back here pretty soon so we can elaborate on this. But anything you want to say to kind of wrap up on, on any of this? Oh, absolutely. Well, thank, thank you so much for having me, Jason. This has been super fun. And it, it's really my pleasure. Um, just, I think to your point that when, when some, when you hear those big numbers thrown around, I think it would only be natural to think, oh, well, they're selling a lot of commercial or, oh, well, all that business that's going to fall off the books. But at Quantum, the, the core of who we are at Quantum is we care about quality and we care about people. And so we're not interested in selling policies to a person that's not a quality policy. We're not interested in providing a career opportunity to someone that's not a quality career opportunity. So we just, we take a lot of pride in what we do and we have a lot of fun doing it. And, and we love sharing that with people. So I love coming on things like this and just talking about what we do. This is my hobby. I never get bored of it. I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, do you guys have questions for me about, or can you know, I reach out to you, Caitlin? What's, um, what's, uh, what's your email? It's education at quantum assurance.com. Simple. Yeah. Reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to help. And it, it's helpful for me to know what your questions are because, you know, I, I made a lot of assumptions on, on our conversation today of what your questions might be or how I might be able to provide value. Um, and if there's other ways that I can, uh, assist, uh, let's, let's chat. No, it did. I can see her on video. You know that, loyal listeners. And as I would say something about the way us independents think, you could see her making notes on that. It's very important. And, and that's what people do that are trying to bridge gaps. That's what people do. They're trying to look at where their other person's at, whether they agree with it or not. That doesn't matter at that time. You're trying to see where they are and you're trying to match that. Good for you. Um, just another great person that I have met that Jeff Shee has introduced me to and has declared to him to be or them to be a partner. So they, thank you very much. My pleasure. Um, 
Here's what I do know, though. I know a couple more things. One more thing here. I know that leaders are readers. I know readers are leaders. I know you're a leader. So I'm assuming you're a reader. Can you tell us what you're reading? Sure. It, does it count if it's like a workbook study and not a book? Whatever it is. I that, don't that have it here reader. to show you. Um, but I'm going through a workbook study with a group at my church on the personality temperament and learning the difference between the four core temperaments and how people listen and learn and communicate with the goal in mind of communicating in a way that builds up the person who's listening to you. So it's no longer about yourself and your preference and communication, but how can you listen and then use words that build up the other person and, and help them feel seen and heard as, a, as an individual. So we've learned about uh, all those different personality quirks and, and temperaments and personality preferences. Um, I could go Love on it. and on about it and it's just fascinating. You said you you want to listen to what the other people are saying, which almost comes from empathy. Then you said that you want to use words that are going to build the other person up. Th this podcast is being a good one, and I want to end it that way. But with the racial tensions that we have going on right now, if one side would listen and have empathy, and the other side would use words to justify the cause and build people up and bring them together, I think we could do a lot. And that's what you're learning. And it's so ironic that we learn that stuff at church. Caitlin, it has been fantastic having you on here. I mean, it really truly has been. You're going to be back on. I've already had Jeff on twice because when him and I talk, and it's so funny, Jeff and I will sit on and talk and he'll just be, he'll talk more than I. You know, we get on the podcast, he's like, very quiet. Doesn't say anything. And I just bust him out about it every time. I just love it. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. So anyways, uh, anyways, uh, Caitlin, once again, thank you very much. Uh, this has been huge. I hope that you guys can see as loyal listeners why this is so important. There's so much that they can teach us. The captives can teach us so much. And I want to pull out something that she said that I know ruffled a lot of your guys' feathers as independent agents out there. And uh, you claim that Referrals is your number one way of business. But Miss Agar says that online leads are more predictable success than referrals. Think about that, agents. Think about that. And she's someone that's coming with experience by saying that. This has been Agency Intelligence Podcast, where I gave you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This has been Cass. She has been Agar. And we are out.